Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. says hey kill regarding the discussion yesterday i listened to the podcast episode 328 again and totally got the point on overexposure definitely going from six yen crosses down to three also comparing your 20 <laughs> your 20 currency pair portfolio to mine which is almost like 30 yeah well it's here's a tough thing and again a thirty thousand dollar loss often inspires stuff there's nothing wrong with having a big portfolio, right? The question relies in the frequency when, when it comes to overexposure. Because let's say you're trading something like the daily chore, right? How many of you guys have tested the daily chore? We're gonna get some frustrated answers, I know that. <laughs> but, or, or like an FTB is an example, like a, a low frequency, even pattern trading, a low frequency setup. So I use the daily chore just because it's something I think you guys would all be familiar with. And you're going to get maybe per pair, right? Maybe one trade per month, right? Would you guys say? I'm trying to remember my numbers off the top of my head. Maybe one a month per pair, 12 a year, 12, 15 a year per pair, about that, right? So if you're trading... 30 pairs, right? There's a very low probability. And again, depends on all the correlations between your pairs. But you can handle a, a large portfolio like that because the frequency is so low. The trading opportunities aren't coming every day. So very rarely, you know, you're not going to have 30 trades on at once on the daily chore. You're probably not going to have 15 trades on at once, especially with that strategy where you're typically, depending on your trading, you're probably out to trade in a few days anyway. You're probably only likely to have, you know, at most, maybe like five or five trades or maybe 10 trades on it at any given time, I, I would suspect. So you can handle a big portfolio like that without having to worry about overexposure. However, if you have a portfolio where you have a high frequency signal, right? What happens if you get 30 trade signals at the same time? Is your account built to handle that? So meaning that can you have a, a, a max risk on 30 positions at the same time? And if all 30 of those positions were to lose, keep you above your max drawdown? So that's one of the questions that, that needs to be addressed. Another question is this. 
you know, do we need to trade 30 pairs? Like, I, I would I would ask you this, Carol, and I, I don't know your situation. Um, and if, if I think it's Carol. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm saying that wrong, just correct me, please. Um, why 30 pairs? Why 30 pairs? And I would, I would ask this too. Do all 30 of those pairs perform good? Have all 30 of those pairs have positive results in your back testing? Yeah, 30, 30 pairs is a lot. 30 pairs is a lot. But the question is, do, do all of them perform good in back testing? Do all 30 perform well with your, with your trading strategy, strategies, system, whatever, whatever it is you're trading? Because although we may think that we need to trade 30 pairs, do we, do we actually need to trade 30 pairs? So let me, let me ask you this for a question. I, I don't mean to dig too much into the details, but so what, what, what is, what's a normal position size for you? Tony says two pairs overwhelms you. What's a normal position size that you would place on a trade? Just like a percent risk, for example. 1%, 2 3%, 4%, 4%, 8%, 20%. Around 1%, okay. So what if I told you this? Let's say you take your 30 pairs, which you're overwhelmed with, you look at your results, and you cut that in half, and you, you pick the best performing 15. Would you rather trade 30 pairs with some of them being mediocre and a 1% risk, or would you rather trade a stronger 15 with 2% risk? Because the overall risk is going to be essentially the same. But you're risking more on your stronger pairs. Which would you rather do? Would frequency be a measure? Yeah, for, now frequency is important. Frequency is important. Um, you need frequency to, I mean, frequency makes a difference in your result. But you don't, I don't think we need to chase frequency. I, I think, again, I think what we see a lot with younger traders or newer traders, I should say, is that it's this need to trade all the time. Like moments like this where I come in today, I'm like, hey, guys, I got nothing on the radar. This is very bothersome. This the need to trade. Again, it's like we talked a lot about casino mentality yesterday. Every day that we trade, you can, you can, you can essentially look at it as, as we're walking into a casino, right? Would you guys agree? Now, again, we talked about good traders, professional traders. We're walking in with an edge, right? When I walk to the craps table, I know what I'm doing. I'm ready to take some money, right? But every day, essentially, we're walking to the casino, Right? This is like telling someone to, hey, Jason, walk into the casino, but don't play any games. Ah, like, how's that going to go? Is that realistic? You're going to drive all the way to, to the casino, walk inside, bells, whistles, lights, free drinks, and not play anything? Ah, the likelihood is very low, right? So a lot of younger traders, we want to play. We feel like... 
we're not traders unless we're always involved. And that's why there's this need for like frequency. I need to be involved at all times. If I'm not involved, I'm not trading. If I'm not, if I'm not trading, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loser. And then what makes things worse is, right, the internet always tells you the, the, the glorified version of everything. So you say, okay, well, I'm bored. I'm just going to go look for some news releases on Twitter. Hey, guys, you took my fifth trade of the day, five for five. Woohoo! Hey, dude, 10 for 10. Just got involved in Euro. Just sold to Canada. Head and shoulders, right? And everyone else is trading. You're like, well, I, I, everyone's got these signals. I'm sitting on my hands. Like, what, what am I missing? And that just makes it even worse. Adam said, I took the 16 personality test yesterday. Great test. Everyone should take that. I like to take it every like a uh, few years to compare. I actually changed. I took it five years ago and I took it again last year. I changed um, massively, um, which is awesome, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think everyone should take that to understand your personality. But yeah, but that's, that's that need for, for a frequency. We need to push that. A frequency is important. Um, I I wouldn't be in, and this is and I, this is where you know Jason Grayson and myself differ like this. Jason Grayson said he can he can trade a strategy that has ten opportunities a year as long as it makes money he'd be okay with it. I would not be okay with that. So I need a certain amount of frequency to stay sane because the lower your frequency is, the more emphasis there is on the given trade. Right? You guys follow me? There was a. Brilliant trader I worked with, David Alcindor. Um, OG remembers him. And we had a mastermind meeting down in Kansas. Ate too much, ate far too much that during that meeting. Man, we showed you guys how Americans feast. Um, yeah, did we ever. But um, we had a meeting one morning. And this is a brilliant trader, probably the most brilliant. He's a, a, a doctor out in Colorado. Probably one of the most brilliant minds I, I, under, I, I know. Um very hard to understand because everything is in smart person talk. Everything, if you think about me and everything I say is in dumb person talk, he's the exact opposite. So very hard to understand. Um, but brilliant mind. And he taught us this, this strategy. And we were working on, we had a coder in, we were going to automate it and, you know, maybe put it out to our traders for something. And the strategy, he got so in depth with the strategy and there are so many details and filters and, 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 and whatnot to it that it only offered two trading opportunities a year. Now, it was like 90% correct, but it all only offered two trading opportunities a year. And what, some of you may say, hey, you know, look, two, two opportunities a year, 90% correct. I'll take that. Think about the pressure on any one trading opportunity. Think about your length of drawdown, right? Drawdown time is just as important as drawdown, I guess, the, the actual monetary value right my biggest drawdown ever well my biggest drawdown ever um again after i got good was about a 17 percent hit and it was a 17 percent hit over about a month maybe six weeks right and it hurt but it wasn't the worst drawdown i've been a part of the worst drawdown for me was only like a five percent drawdown but it was like 25 weeks long. It was like from May to September, and it was the worst. It was a difference between the 17% hit was like ripping the Band-Aid off, and I took my pain right in the middle of the year, and then it was over, and I was like, all right, let's get back to business. This one was like slowly pulling a Band-Aid off a hairy arm, the sensitive part of a hairy arm, just slowly, like each week, hair by hair, puke, 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 puke. 
like I came in each and every day and like it was more of a mental torture. It was more of a seriously, it was more of a mental torture because 20, like 25 weeks, guys, that's a long time. My entire summer was was spent losing. And it, it wasn't like some, it was a drawdown. Some of it was break even, but it was, my entire summer was spent not making new equity highs. And I didn't really lose that much. Again, it was I probably only lost like 5% of my account, but it seemed like the world was over. I started questioning myself if I was a good trader or not. So to go through, to have a system that maybe gives you one trade a year, you mess up on that one trade, either it's your loser, whether you just miss it because of that low frequency, you've got to wait maybe six more months to get another crack at it. That taste has to stay in your mouth for six months. Whew. Mm. I can't personally deal with that. So frequency is important. I think you, you know, one of the reasons that day trading is so easy for me to take losses in day trading is because the, the frequency is so high, right? Trading is a game of numbers. I know that the numbers will, unless I self-sabotage, numbers will ultimately be in my favor. So again, going back to the casino reference, right? I just want, you know, keep playing, right? Have the player at the blackjack table, just keep playing. And I will eventually make money as long as we keep playing, right? If it's a player plays and then another person doesn't come for like five hours, then it's a different story. So frequency does play. It's you got to find that balance. It is important. But back to the the topic that we, we got off on is yeah, quality over quantity, right? I don't think there's any need to trade thirty pairs, especially given the conversation we had yesterday about correlations, right? I don't think there's there's any need to trade thirty pairs, right? So what I would do is this, right? Back test all thirty, right? Draw them out on your chart or have them on a little deal like this. Color code them. Like Euro dollar, great. Pound dollar, great. Great A trade opportunity. Ah, Euro yen, that was okay. Pound yen, that was okay. Dollar yen, bad. Dollar Canada, bad. Aussie dollar, super bad, right? And grade them like this. And then I would take your top performing pairs, right? Put them in your portfolio. Eliminate any that have correlation. So let's say we get down to these yen crosses we talked about before where it's like Aussie yen was good. Canada yen was okay. New Zealand yen was good. Uh, we said dollar yen was bad, right? You know that you have these four yen crosses, but you only want to have three in your portfolio, right? Look at those in a bunch and say, okay, well, out of these three, dollar yen was bad, so no. Or Canada yen performed worse than these other two, so I'm going to go with these two. Trade the best of the best. Keep your best employees, right? Is there any point of keeping an employee around that's bad? You're just paying them and you're not really bringing anything to the table? Is there any point of doing that? I mean, I guess we're a bad, we're a bad example because we keep OG around. Oh! <laughs> No, he didn't. <laughs> um, I'm kidding, OG. I'm kidding, OG. O o OG writes the checks. I'm joking. I'm joking. Ah, oh, man. Notice how I waited till after the end of the month to uh, to say that. <laughs> Hopefully he'll forget But before April 1st. <laughs> or April 1st. Gosh, where am I? Uh, June 1st. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but yeah, that's... That, that's how I would say it. I don't think there's any need to, to trade 30. 
again, it, it depends on the specifics of your strategy. If you're something that has a very low frequency, you're watching one, uh, you know, it, it may give you one trading opportunity every month. Um, then there is a strength in numbers type of deal. Um, so it's going to be very specific to your trading plan and your portfolio. And, and I, I would love it if you would come in and actually do an accountability session and kind of talked about this. So we can we can help you even more in a, in a more kind of, um, I guess, one on one small group environment. But yeah, th think think about think about quality over quantity. Um, numbers don't lie. Look at your testing and, and ask yourself what has the best results. Trade, put those in your port. Those are must be in my portfolio. Must be. And then the ones that had okay results, right? If you want to, you can add them in as well. But the less the less pairs you trade, the more exposure you can have to the ones that you do trade. And, and it's no different than I want to invest more in my top employees. And I think any business would agree with that, right? I want to invest more in my top employees. I want to trim the fat. If you're not contributing to the company, you shall be gone. If you are contributing to the company, right, I want to pay you more to keep you around. I want to invest more in you. Same thing with like a prop firm, right? David's performing well in a prop firm. I want to give David access to more money because he's going to make me more money. Wayne is performing bad. I want to limit how much money Wayne can spend or eventually say, hey, we're just going to, we're not going to need you. We no longer require your services. Um, but that's a good thing. There we go. Look at that. Good talks, man. I love that. This is one of the benefits of having slow days. We get to have some really great conversations, which is great. Um, this will probably be the last month for the live room because OG will see that um, I will be shut down and removed <laughs> after my earlier comments. Um, if you have a minute or two, I've got all the time in the world. I got, I literally have nothing to do.